You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity as one of the city's wealthiest men in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his trusty driver, Kit Baxter, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, Rabbit Season. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll kindly step this way, the museum is very proud to present this unique exhibit of finely crafted jewelry. The treasures of the earth, reaped by industrious mankind and shaped by master craftsmen and artists to create these objects of unsurpassed beauty and incalculable monetary value. I didn't know the museum was in the jewelry business. <laughs> Naturally, sir, we are not. The items you see here are somewhat outside the purview of the museum's collections. The show was organized by one of our leading citizens, and the items on display here have been loaned to us through special arrangement by many of the finest families in the city. It is our privilege to display them together so that all might enjoy what has up to now been available only to a select few. And to compare the different styles of their design, from which we may glean much about their eras and places of origin. Here, for example, is a lovely... Jeez, mister, with all these shiny baubles in one place, ain't you worried about a (laughs) (laughs) stick-up? Of course, madam, such things have crossed our mind. And while they're worth pales in comparison with some of the great items of antiquity within our collection, we have taken every precaution lest the temptation prove too great for some. As you can see, there are four armed guards at each of the chamber's entrances night and day. Each of the display cabinets is closed with a special triple-action lock. Even a master burglar would take a considerable time to get past such a precaution. At night, the steel doors over each of the entrances are lowered, locked, and electrified, sealing the highly trained security team within. So, as you can see, the only time a thief could even begin to gain access to these treasures would be during viewing hours. And with the attention of our guards, our high-speed motion-sensitive cameras, and your own good selves. (laughs) I'm sure you'll agree. The jewelry is quite secure. Now, if you'll kindly direct your attention here, where we may see... I mean, over here, where a lovely... It... I... Guard! Guard! The collection has been robbed! Now, Peter... Peter, you've got to get hold of yourself. No one blames you for what happened at the museum. I'm afraid you're wrong, old friend. Even if they didn't, I blame myself. The entire exhibit was my idea. I just thought it would be a wonderful way to help the museum and to give ordinary people a chance to enjoy the sort of thing they might never otherwise get a chance to see. But Peter, everyone knows that. And you couldn't have tried harder to protect the treasures our friends loaned you for the exhibit. Why, you paid for all that extra security out of your own pocket. Fat lot of good any of it did. Don't you see? They are my friends who've lost their family heirlooms to this master thief. Or at least they were. 
Oh, the disgrace is too much to bear. Now, Peter... Well, look who it is. Chief O'Malley. I can't believe you've got the nerve to show your face around here, O'Malley. Peter... What are you doing to try and solve this terrible crime, O'Malley? Have you found those responsible? Now, see here, Mr. Erskine. My men are doing everything humanly possible to solve this case, and we will bring those responsible to justice, if we can. But may I remind you, the police department and my office voiced a good deal of opposition to this show in the first place. Just encourages the criminal element in this city to have so much loot on display, even if it was well protected. Are you implying that it wasn't? I'm saying nothing of the kind. But there certainly was something wrong with those cameras you installed. The high-speed security cameras? Nonsense. They were triggered to respond the instant that any of the cases were opened. They're foolproof, I tell you. I guess that depends on the size of the fool. We developed those pictures. The images were blurred and streaked. They're of no use to our investigation. I see. Well, I, I apologize, Chief O'Malley. I'll leave the investigation to you. You... you know best. Excuse me. Chief O'Malley, haven't you any clues at all? Clues? Sir, you've been reading too many detective novels. Might I suggest that you leave this to the professionals? Peter Erskine is an old friend of my family's, Chief. He's an old friend of a lot of families. A lot of families that are a lot lighter in diamonds and gold today. I've got every man in the city that's never worked a day in his life calling my office every ten minutes. Nothing personal. How could I possibly take that personally? <clears throat> Excuse me, boss. Oh, hello, Kit. Chief O'Malley, you know my driver, Kit Baxter? Oh, yes. Uh, good afternoon, Miss Baxter. Uh, you're looking very well. Well, thank you, Chief. It's nice to have somebody notice. Message for you, boss, about that business meeting. Hmm? Well, Chief, uh, any clues in the jewelry case? Well, I... Uh, that is... Uh, not just yet, Miss Baxter. The Chief is very tired of questions from amateur criminologists, aren't you, Chief? Oh, that's... No. No, not at all, sir. The lady's simply showing... A healthy curiosity. It, it truly is a fascinating and perplexing case, it is. Well, if it's so perplexing, why don't you call in a specialist? A specialist, Miss Baxter? Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. Well, like the Red Panda, for example. The Red Panda? Yes, I hear he's terribly clever. Call in? Ask that? Kit, I think you've upset his delicate constitution. Begging your pardon, Miss Baxter, and I know you mean well by it. But the day my department calls to ask a favor of that masked menace... Yes, well, we really should be going. That villainous vigilante... Lovely to see you, Chief. Come along, Kit. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he were behind all this himself. Why do you tease Chief O'Malley like that? Because he notices... What was in the note from Dr. Chronopolis? You didn't read it. I wasn't sure if psychics are allowed to do that. I know chauffeurs aren't. As long as an envelope isn't perfumed, you may open it. Kit Baxter, chauffeur, is just a secret identity now. Mm, she still gets paid, though, right? You wouldn't be much of a sidekick if you had to take a second job. It says O'Malley's men have cleared out of the museum, and the head of security is willing to turn a blind eye to us for a few minutes. Provided Dr. Konopoulos is there to supervise. Where's my mask? Oh, it's, uh, right here. Why was it up in the front seat? No reason. I was wearing it. 
Why? For fun. What would you think if I wore your costume? <laughs> I think you'd get more wolf whistles than me. Yeah, all right. Let's not think about it. <laughs> I'm not sure I can stop now. Kit Baxter, <laughs> behave yourself. Yes, boss. Oh, uh, Red Panda. Uh, flying Squirrel, thank heavens you've come. It's nice to see you too, Dr. Konopolis. What's that? Uh, oh, yes, yes, of course. Forgive me, dear. It's, it's this confounded jewelry robbery. You must do something, Red Panda. The museum's reputation is on the line. Was anything taken from the museum's own collections? No, and that's another odd thing. Despite all the security for this exhibit, there are articles in this building whose value absolutely dwarfs these modern items. Why would the thieves concentrate their attention here? Probably because these would be much easier to resell than, say, a monolith or a mummy. Oh, yes, yes. I, I take your point, child. Still, it makes our own security appear lax, which may make it very difficult to obtain items on loan from other institutions. The effect upon our research could be incalculable. Red Panda, you must recover these jewels, and quickly. I will if I can. At the moment, I'm more interested in what was left behind. Why would a thief who could clearly have taken everything choose to leave behind items of such obvious value? The thief took all the diamonds, rubies, all the precious gemstones, and everything made of gold. But left behind pearls, silver, even platinum, which can be more valuable than anything he took. Gemstones? Gold? What do these things have in common? All of them failed to appear on my birthday. All right. Oh, is it your birthday, dear? It was. Here we go. It's all right, Doc. You're not supposed to know when it was. Secret identity. Of course, of course. Well, many happy returns, just the same, child. Thank you, Professor. Still not entirely clear how I was supposed to know. Mm, nice detective work, if you can get it. I said I was sorry. I said it was fine. And yet it keeps coming up. I will never mention it again. Is there anything I can help with at all? Not unless you've got a time machine back in your lab. Well, it still needs a good deal of work. Then never mind. Red Panda, look. What is it, Squirrel? Well, these locks. I've never seen anything like them. How long do you think they would take you to open? Hmm. Three or four minutes. So, even if they were as good as you, how could someone have taken the time to open this case in a room full of people without being seen? I don't know. If only the cameras hadn't been defective, we'd know for sure. Mm, that's too convenient not to be a clue. I think you're right. I'd like to take a look at those pictures. But, but they're locked up inside police headquarters. Mm, and if we're not careful, we might be too. Cheerful thought. Well, Doc, thanks for the use of the hall. Hey, where'd he go? He must have wandered off. Wait! Hey, perhaps there's some sort of a secret passage he stumbled into. A passage that allowed the jewel thief or thieves no, to come... wait. Oh. Here he comes. The best I could do on such short notice. From the museum gift shop. Yeah, a bag of marbles? Happy birthday, Flying Squirrel. That's right, David. I've been calling everyone with what little I know. No, no, as far as I know, the police have no leads at all. David, I can't begin to tell you how sorry I am for involving you and everyone else in this whole affair. 
I honestly believed I had done everything. No, I know no one could have foreseen such a thing. <laughs> That's very kind of you, David. I wish I could be as forgiving. Thank you, I will. No, no need to worry. I'll... I'll be fine. Goodbye, David. <laughs> Fools! So keen with their platitudes, so ready to forgive. They're like sheep. Anything they can do to help an old friend of the family to feel useful in these difficult times. What do any of them know about difficult times? None of them would ever dream how little their fine old family names are really worth once the money is all gone. Nothing left but obligations and expectations. No way to keep one's place in the world after the last dollar flutters away. <laughs> but there's no need to worry about that now, is there? As soon as I can arrange to sell their family treasures, just as I had to sell mine, then the coffers will be full once more, and no one will ever know it's their money that keeps me in the social register. Why, they're actually worried about me. Worried I might do something foolish out of guilt. There's nothing you could have done, Peter. You took every possible security precaution. <laughs> Indeed, I did. Every possible security precaution that I knew for certain you could circumvent, my lovely. Save the flattery, Mr. Erskine. Now I've seen you cry crocodile tears. I know how much your sentiment is worth. Oh, that's a smart girl. There is nothing in this world as hollow as sentiment. I learned that the hard way. I never understood you people who do bad things for revenge. How do you know when you're finished? What about you, my dear, with your remarkable powers? Why do you do bad things? Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, you can. Thanks to the training I've given you. It took what little remained of my family fortune, but it was worth it. Worth it to augment your natural gifts. Some of them, anyway. Mm, quite. But I find myself suddenly restored to the status of gentleman, with my family name none the worse for wear from my brush with crime. And so I fear the time of our association has come to an end. Goodbye, and good luck. Hold on a minute, sweetie. There's still the matter of the bill. Fifty-fifty, we said. Uh, quite. But as I could not have anticipated you choosing to leave so many of the most valuable items behind, I'm afraid I must alter that arrangement somewhat. As far as I'm concerned, your half is still in the museum. You may still be able to get it out, if you hurry. Sorry, sugar. That doesn't work for me. I'm afraid I must insist. <laughs> Typical. They're all flowers and candy, and then they pull a gun on you. I'll have that. Now, now, my dear, don't be so excitable. What are you going to do? 
Surely you don't think a slap in the face is going to change things much? That's enough! You're getting hysterical! Red Panda, are you sure this was a good idea? What's that? Breaking into police headquarters to get the pictures from the museum? Good idea, no. Your idea, yes. Well, it was a lot better than your idea. I merely suggested... I know what you suggested. I just thought that if Kit Baxter were to bat her eyelashes at Chief O'Malley, he might be sufficiently distracted to let me slip in here unnoticed and retrieve the photos. If you think for one minute... That your obvious feminine charms might provide us with a tactical advantage. Well... When you put it that way... It's a little late now. Shh! I thought I heard someone in the outer office. No. No, I think we're all right. Come on. Squirrel, have you found anything? Hmm? What are you doing? Sorry, uh, you were uh, saying something earlier about my obvious feminine charm. Quit clowning and get busy. If the chief comes in now, we'll have to hit him with a knockout gas. That won't endear me to him any. Roger that. Behave self? Check. Find photos? Check. Hello, sailor. Kit, I told you... All dead serious over here, boss. Regarde. Good girl. These look like our snapshots, all right. Yeah, looks like O'Malley was right. The culprit is blurred beyond description in each and every one of these photos. The cameras must have been defective. I don't think so. What? The image of the thief is blurred, but everything else in the picture is in perfect focus. Look at the tour guide in this photo. And the display cases themselves, all perfectly clear. But what can it mean? Some sabotage in the developing process? I don't think so. I don't understand it myself. Hey, look at this one. There's a hazy shape that could be the thief's image spread all around, but it's darkest here around the door of the case. I've seen something like this before. In art photographs that altered the shutter speed on a camera. A camera shutter normally opens and closes very quickly, exposing the film for a very short time. Sometimes, for effect, a photographer can keep a shutter open for longer to capture this sort of fluid motion appearance. Yeah, but these cameras are specifically designed to have very high shutter speeds to keep the images extra sharp. And if the speeds have been altered, then the tour guide will be blurry too, even if you were trying to keep still. Maybe we're coming at this from the wrong angle. What do you mean? Maybe it's not the shutter speed that's slow. Maybe it's the object it's shooting that is fast. <laughs> Red Panda, no one can move that fast. Fast enough to appear as a streak on a camera like this? <laughs> Why, they would be barely visible to the human eye. You mean they'd be fast enough to empty the exhibit of diamonds and gold in front of a room full of people without being seen? And that whistling sound some of the witnesses reported hearing. The world's fastest jewel thief at work? Could be, Squirrel, could be. Shh! Come on, Kit. I think we're about to overstay our welcome. Mr. Erskine? Mr. Erskine, are you here? Why'd we come by the old Erskine place? If there's a super-fast crook out there... A super-fast crook with a two-day head start? I think we can take a few minutes to reassure an old family friend that he did all he could. Hmm. 
Say, boss, did you have anything loaned out to the exhibit? No, Squirrel. Most of the jewelry went to female relations when my mother passed away. I'm not terribly sentimental about that sort of thing. <gasps> shocked. I am shocked, I say. But Peter has been through some difficult times lately, and I'd hate for him to think he was in any way res... What is it? Holy Hannah, it looks like a tornado went through here. Red Panda, over there in the corner. Peter. He's been badly beaten. Mr. Erskine. Mr. Erskine, can you hear me? <coughs> who, who are you? Try to relax, Mr. Erskine. Squirrel, call an ambulance. You... You're the Red Panda. Don't try to talk. Always thought you were a legend. <laughs> Made up to sell papers. Maybe, maybe there can be justice. <laughs> Even for a scoundrel like me. You mustn't talk like that. Who did this to you? F found her in a circus. <laughs> Saw potential... Trained her, made her even faster, faster than I ever imagined possible. Who, Peter? Who? <coughs> Devised exhibit to, to take from those around me what had been taken from me. <coughs> Wasn't enough. Never enough. Tried double cross. She, she... Who? Jack Rabbit! Jack Rabbit? Peter. <coughs> Peter, hold on. You're going to be all right, old friend. Old friend? You. You. You're. The ambulance is on its way, boss. I'm afraid it's too late, Kit. Peter Erskine is dead. announced today that he will put up for auction next week a priceless statuette decked with a stunning array of jewels in the shape of a large golden rabbit. The collector, who wishes for the moment to remain anonymous, said that the recent jewel heist from the museum was likely an inside job and that he had perfect faith in the security at Johansson's auction house where the item is being stored awaiting sale. Turning to sports... Hmm. I can see why someone might have perfect faith in the security here. Those guards would have been difficult to get past for anyone else. <laughs> With no cameras here, I can afford to take my time. There's the safe. Ooh, it's a big one. I guess I'll have to try every combination till I get it right. Oh, that was quick even by my standards. I guess it pays to have two lucky rabbit's feet. There it is. Hello, beautiful. Come to mama. Jack Rabbit, I presume. I hope you'll forgive the shocking surprise. I thought it might take a few thousand volts to take the wind out of your sails. Uh, the Red Panda at your service. 
I apologize for the phony news report, but it seemed the only way to catch up to you. <sighs> you see, I finally figured out why you left some of the most valuable items at the museum. <sighs> the things you took. Gold, diamonds, rubies. I figured out what they all had in common. They're all measured in carrots. <sighs> or carrots. You'd be surprised how many villains start their careers with an eponymous theme. Thus the fake golden rabbit lure. Very... Clever. Now I'm taking you in for the jewel heist and the murder of Peter Erskine. Just one thing you should know. What's that? I recover fast, too. <laughs> There's a lesson for you, mystery man. Handcuff first, gloat later. Too bad you won't live to learn it properly. Get away from him! Oh. oh, lesson two. Keep your eyes peeled for the side. The flying squirrel, I presume. Excuse me if I don't curtsy. Oh, gliding's a nice tactical advantage. How do you stick to the walls like that? Lesson three. Never explain your powers to the bad guy. I should really finish both of you off. Just to be on the safe side. But I like to cut a girl a break. I'll tell you what. I'll just kill one of you. And you get to pick. Who's it gonna be, flying squirrel? You or the big guy? You little... Yes. Come and get it. If you've got the guts. Oh, I figured as much. Hope he was worth it, sweetie. Thanks for the present, Dr. C. Good work, squirrel. Well, jackrabbit... Even with all your super speed, it seems you're still not fast enough to avoid a bag of marbles scattered on the floor. Oh. Now the time has come for you to face the penalty for your evil deeds. Don't you ever learn? What the? You ducked that punch! <laughs> How did you move that fast? No! No! It is impossible! You don't have super speed! Don't I? No! You can't dodge those punches! No one is as fast as me! Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm faster. Curse oh, you, Red Panda! So aside from your alleged speed, I take it you've got nothing else? Oh, you wouldn't hit a lady, would you? Jackrabbit, you may not be fast enough to escape justice... But you're too fast to be a lady. Still, perhaps this judo hold will make it unnecessary. I'll get you for this, Red Panda. I'll get both of you. Not today, thank you. Quick, Squirrel, get the leg irons. Come in. Oh, boss. Hello, Kit. How's the head? Not bad. That jackrabbit packs quite a wallop. She certainly does. Did you get everything sorted around? I suppose. The jewelry has all been returned to its rightful owners. 
The reputation of the museum has been restored, and Jackrabbit is in a specially constructed cell awaiting trial for robbery. And murder, surely. Well, there was considerable pressure from the surviving relations of the Erskine family to leave Peter's role in these crimes out of the official record. Even if it means letting his killer go unpunished? Peter let the decline of his fortunes drive him over the edge of madness. It turned him into a creature of pure malevolence. That isn't how anyone wishes to remember him. And it allows his family to keep their good name, which is almost all they have left. But Jack Rabbit. I know, Kit. I don't like it any better than you. But she'll be going away for a very long time. And when she gets out, you and I will be waiting. My head and I can hardly wait. Well, when your head and you are feeling up to it, I have a little belated birthday surprise for you in the form of dinner and a show. Oh, boss, you don't have to. Now, now, none of that. The way you handled Jackrabbit saved my neck and gave me the time I needed to make my play. And I still don't understand what happened. Why wasn't she faster than you? Because I used my hypnotic powers to make her believe she was moving at super speed when she was really moving no faster than you or I. So when you matched her speed, she assumed you had super speed as well. The human mind is an amazing device. Even an evil one like Jackrabbit's. You can say that again. In the meantime, here's one more birthday surprise. A cake? Ah, oh, boy! It's your favorite. My favorite? Oh, no. No, 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 thank you. Why, Kit, what's the matter? No offense, boss, but it's going to be a long time before I'm hungry for carrot cake again. <laughs> So concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 3, Rabbit Season, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Stephen Burley, Jonathan Lear, Michael Booth, Peter Nichol, Julie Florio, Clarissa Donetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. <laughs>